I'm finding people are using social media as their search engines nowadays. Like I know I personally am going on trips a lot. I've been um, traveling a lot this year and every new city that I've been going to, I search on TikTok to see what there is to do. And I think people are consuming content in a way of video and they want to see real life of what there is. They're not necessarily looking for a perfect blog post about things to do. They want to see it in real action. I hate social media. That's why we have a social media expert on this episode. Ashley Flanagan from Social Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hate social media for personal reasons, but I love social media uh, for what it can do for small businesses and many of our clients and including us, what it, what it can do for us. So I hope I didn't offend you, Ashley, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying I, it just, some of what social media does for teens, et cetera, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of, um, but with, you know, that's up to parents and parenting doing parents doing the right thing for their kids, but for adults and for businesses, I see a lot of great success utilizing the power of social media. So, Ashley, um, that is your game. That is all you guys do at Social Yeah, which is why we, as a marketing company, we utilize social media, as I said. I don't consider ourselves social media experts. We just know the power that it brings to small businesses. And so when there is a important social media presence needed we always go to you guys because you don't do anything else but social media. So fill us in. What is it? Today's recording is May 23, 2023. <laughs> what are the latest trends? Because this stuff changes daily. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, there's just so much to cover. I don't even know where to begin, but um, you know, there's all the platforms nowadays too. You've got Facebook, which you know, is that going away? That's kind of the hot topic of uh, some people. Facebook's for old people, but people just use Facebook differently. You know, they use it for groups. They use it to connect with people. I think a lot of parents use it for, you know, sports leagues, connecting with other parents, things like that. Um, so I think people just use it differently. You've got Instagram, which is very much like your aesthetic place, right? It's like where you want to have your life looking perfect. It's your highlight reel in a way but instagram has moved a lot to video lately which in the past year i would say even more so like has moved towards reels i think they're trying to copy tiktok a little bit um but you know they're shifting every day it's kind of trying to figure out crack that code of what works well over there twitter you know you've got your news your sports real-time updates all of that good stuff um and then of course tiktok i think is taking over the world as it is <laughs> um, with, you know, fun videos, entertaining, just trying to either be educational, entertaining, or just something that people want to save. And I, I'm finding people are using social media as their search engines nowadays. Like I know I personally am going on trips a lot. I've been um, traveling a lot this year and every new city that I've been going to, I search on TikTok to see what there is to do. And I think people are consuming content in a way of video and they want to see real life of what there is. They're not necessarily looking for a perfect blog post about things to do. They want to see it in real action. So I think that's kind of the trend that I've been seeing is 
stuff that you can save and come back to and really utilize it as a way to connect with others, but also learn a lot about a lot of different things. So now, now your point about it, uh, I mean, you're using it as a search engine. Yeah. Businesses better beware then. So social media, <laughs> like I've heard from small businesses, why well, I've heard, I've heard a small, I've heard small business owners say, well, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to participate in, in social media, but that's not mm -hmm. a choice. It's, it's like, it's, it's yeah. going to participate with you, whether you like it or not. So you need to uh, grasp it and, uh, and utilize it and utilize it to your advantage. So, so tell us why is social media still important for businesses? Yeah, I think especially for like direct to consumer businesses, because that is like the consumer, the modern, um, you know, person, if you will, in 2023, they are constantly on social media, even if it's just waiting in line, I feel like our attention spans have gotten so short, <laughs> um, that you also need to like catch attention right away. But people are constantly scrolling their phones, they don't want to be just like, waiting with nothing to do. But they're using social media to share with friends. I know I'm constantly DMing, you know, something from a business, whether it's a restaurant, be like, wow, this looks so good. We need to go there. Or, you know, something to do in a city. We need to do this. It's a way to share and to save and hold on to those ideas. Because I think people are using social media as we once used websites. And I don't think people are using Google to website the same way that people are using Instagram, let's see what food they have, um, that sort of thing. So yeah, I think especially with direct to consumer, it's crucial that you have to be on social media for sure. There's a lot of platforms to use. So yes. <laughs> well, I mean, these small where business owners, yeah, where they, they should they be on seven platforms? What should they do? <laughs> what channels no. do they use? I mean, honestly, I would say it really depends on who, do your, who your audience is, right? But for the most part, you want to try to master one or two first and then expand beyond there. But, okay, so let's take, for example, TikTok. A lot of people are like, oh, TikTok's the number one social media right now. I need to be on TikTok. That's not necessarily true for small businesses, local businesses. Why? Because TikTok is a global platform. And a lot of times you can't really control um, we, you know, we're in Buffalo, someone in California could be seeing our content, someone in China could be seeing our content. And we can't necessarily control that as much on TikTok, um, because it is global. However, if you're e-commerce, somewhere where you do want, you don't care, the whole world can see it, I don't care, then TikTok can be great. And TikTok's a really good place to show off if you have a very visual product, things like that, or just having fun on, you know, within your company too. Now, if you are more local and like small business based, I would say probably Facebook or Instagram to start off with, um, just because it's a lot easier to just reach people, you know, within your circle, you could boost a post. It's a lot easier just to say, okay, within 20 miles, I'm good to just boost this within here and start to build your following that way. Um, and, you know, Facebook tends to skew a little bit older, but, um, Instagram, again, I think both of those work together and being on both of those is a good starting place. All right. So for, for Jane Doe, small business owner, she just took <laughs> mm -hmm. your advice. She's going to, she's going to go with Facebook, 
Instagram, mm-hmm. which is owned by by Facebook, and maybe she right. take advantage of Reels. Um, what is considered good content? Because there's a lot of what there's a lot of bad content, and that's a lot yeah. of wasted resources, <laughs> which is one of the things that drives me crazy about social media. It's mm-hmm. social media isn't the answer. Your content is the answer. Having content yeah. that that people want to consume and people can connect with, uh, and and then that that's how you utilize social media. Just like when people would say, "I don't like uh, I don't like radio ads." No, you you don't like bad radio ads. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah. So so how do we create good social media, or in this case, how do we create good Facebook or Instagram content? Mm-hmm. I think it's just really being like human and putting yourself in the shoes of a customer and what they would want to see. I feel like too often when I see bad social media for businesses, it's stock photos. It's something that anyone can post. And like, we kind of have a rule of thumb that any business in the world can post this why are we posting it? Like we need to be our own individuals here and have our own voice. Um, so I think that's important. And, you know, once upon a time, I think maybe in like 2012, people just tacked on to like the national holidays. Like, um, you know, we always say like national cupcake day where anyone in the world can talk about national cupcake day, but like, who cares, right? Like who cares? Unless you are literally the number one cupcake company in America. Um, nobody cares. So I think it's just finding things that are relatable to you, relatable to your audience and things that they would want to see. And like I said before, things they would want to save and come back to or share with friends. Um, So I always say it should either be entertaining or incredibly insightful or like you're learning something. You said a key word strikes a chord with us. First thing you said was be human. Yeah. (laughs) Right. We want, what you mean by that is be authentic, right? Be the real you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, sure. if, a, if, a, if a small business owner has a takeaway, it's the, the advantage a small business owner has over the number one cupcake maker in the world is mm-hmm. that they are a small business owner. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the, 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 the big companies, they're out, you know, on wall street and you're sitting here on main street, you are yeah. that definable difference over yeah. the big companies, the big box stores. And sure. utilizing any of your marketing, utilizing and highlighting yourself or your story or your definable difference is what's going to separate you. And that's where utilizing social media channels mm-hmm. will help. Yeah, I think like a really good example of them, we don't we don't work with them. It's just a, a business that I really admire um, is Molly and Kate in Hamburg. And like, I feel like those two owners, Molly and Kate, I feel like I know them um, because they're always on their social media is on their stories, just trying on, you know, new shipments that they got in, new clothes. And I feel like I want to support them because I like them and I like what they're doing. And I feel like it's just very relatable and real more so than just going to Marshall's. A lot different. That's Molly and Kate in Hamburg, yeah, New York. In Hamburg. Mm-hmm. Why don't you guys work with them? <laughs> I mean, they're already killing it on their own. <laughs> they don't need you. <laughs> I guess I know they, they've cracked the code themselves, but uh, yeah, they're they're just uh, an example of what that I've always kind of admired from afar. So they're just doing real stuff. Yeah, they're just being 
very much themselves. And I think they really understand who their customer is and what they want to see um, and just putting themselves out there and telling their story. You know, if they have an anniversary of when the store opened, they'll celebrate that. Um, if they have cute new things that they're excited about, you know, they talk about their kids sometimes. It's like, it's not always just sale, 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 which of course, like you want to talk about what's going on with your with your sales and you want to sell products sometimes but i think also just being human being authentic and just letting people relate to you letting people like you and they're going to want to shop with you more so what you're saying is they are not posting a national cupcake day a picture of a cupcake no i don't think so anyway <laughs> yeah okay. no stock photos no stock photos uh on there for sure are, are there rules I, about what about quality versus quantity or uh, you know how i feel like the rules are constantly changing with with social yeah. media where are we now with the importance so let's just talk about video what about quality video or audio where do you stand mm -hmm. for for social purposes that's a that's a tough question and i think that almost comes into branding a little bit and like okay obviously top high quality photos, high quality videos, it's gonna have a different image when I land on your profile, if everything is like beautiful. However, I will say sometimes it doesn't have to be that way because it almost comes off as too professional sometimes. And like, you don't wanna look like the big box store. You wanna just be that local mom and pop, the relatable, like someone, at the store just made this real quick, but like they were just so excited about it, they couldn't help it. Um, that is kind of the vibe. So it can be made on your iPhone, you know, and it does not have to be this grand production. Um, a lot of times I actually will say, don't put like your TV commercial on social, it's not gonna work. Because I think people are also smart enough in 2023 that they know what an ad looks like <laughs> and then they'll just keep scrolling. You almost want it to look like, a friend posted it and be like, oh, wait, what is this? Oh, oh, that's cool. Um, versus, ah, it's just another brand trying to sell them something. What it's about like quantity? less is more, right? Yeah. Not putting too yeah. much thought into it, just keeping it real, keeping it authentic. Yeah. Uh, yep. And like you said, being relatable, almost like a friend. Hey, check yeah. this out, you know, indirectly. But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, they're, they're indirectly selling too because they're selling their personality their story. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately it's about finding people that are uh, your, your go-to customers. Cause you're not going to be for everybody at, at the end of the day, especially when you put yourself out there. For sure. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of times too, you know, there's different trends of things that might only be trending for two days. And if you want to hop on that, do it because you don't have time to think about like a storyboard or a grand production of it. You just got to do it and just put yourself out there. And worst case, if it flops, archive it. Who cares? Nobody is really stalking your profile that much that they're going to notice. Um, so I would say just try as much things as you're comfortable with. And who knows, one might take off. And then there you go. You all of a sudden will have followers coming in and you'll love to see it. 
Ashley, can we expand on that real quick? Because you bringing up archiving yeah. is almost like a, a relief probably for some business owners out there that aren't active on, on social media with the, with the overthinking of things and ah, should I right. post it or not? So can you expand a little bit more into just that, like uh, that ability to be like, oh, okay, well, if I post and it doesn't do well, I can archive it. What, what exactly does that for sure. mean? Yeah. So when you archive something, it basically just takes it off of the profile, but it'll just live in your own archive section. So you're the only one who would have access to see it. You can always repost it if you want, but it's just a nice way rather than totally deleting it. It's like, you're not totally getting rid of all the work that you did, but yeah, it's a nice little fail safe where if later on you decide, okay, I don't like the way this looks in my profile or it didn't get a ton of engagement, but honestly, the numbers nowadays, like also don't matter quite as much. Like if something gets 20 likes, it's not the end of the world. And even Instagram has changed so that you can hide like account. So you can always just say, you know, it'll just say so-and-so, so-and-so and others, and it won't tell you a number. Um, so if something doesn't do well, who cares? Again, it, it, it's totally okay. That's good to know. I think that would yeah. kind of motivate people to at least test things out and For seeing sure. what type of content people enjoy consuming because bringing it back earlier in the conversation about, you know, people, whether it's an advertisement or if a piece of content, um, people will watch it if it's interesting or if they like it, it doesn't necessarily always need to be short form content. Um, what, what's kind of your thought when developing a strategy for a business owner in terms of length? Like, is that something that you guys think about? I know reels is, you know, 90 seconds, if you make it in the app, 60 seconds for, for YouTube shorts and TikTok and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So what, what is your kind of mentality when, when creating content uh, for a business owner in terms of length? Yeah. So I would say like, we don't have a necessarily like specific, like everything needs to be 30, everything needs to be 15. I think what's ultimately so important is the first three seconds, because you have actually even less than that. You have like one and a half seconds to grab someone's attention. And if you have a hook or something that gets people interested enough, and sometimes it's just a really strange looking first visual, or it's like, what's going on here? Or it's something that's like, whoa, this is super exciting. If that's happening in the first three seconds, it almost doesn't matter how long your video is if you continue to retain them and it stays interesting throughout it. Um, generally, you know, we try to stick with around 15 seconds just because people do have short attention spans. But like I said, if something is interesting enough and if you have enough to talk about for a minute, that's totally okay as long as you're keeping momentum and keeping interest there. You know, back to your point about just go ahead and go for it. And then yeah. um, one of the statistics we've been looking at on LinkedIn and, and Reels, mm -hmm. like you said, okay, it's got 10 likes and you feel like, oh, no one's really paying. I might consume content. Doesn't mean I'm, hey, I'm pushing the like button. You mm -hmm. know, it does, but you look at minutes viewed. So let's right. just say you posted something and I don't know. It was it was viewed for 30 minutes, an hour. You'll see yeah. 128 minutes of people consuming your brand and your stories, whatever whatever for you're sure. talking about. That that's behind the scenes stuff that you can see. And that's it's a lot of time. If you mm -hmm. if you even if it, if it's 20 minutes, if you have 20 minutes to talk to a thousand people as a small business owner, would you like that? I mean, that's what you're yeah. getting. 
Exactly. That's on the low yeah. end, right? And I think people are using content differently. I mean, I, I call it like lurkers. <laughs> Lurk, people are lurking um, and they're not really, especially I feel like people, you know, in their 20s or even younger, like they're not going crazy commenting and liking on everything, but they're just using it differently. They might still be consuming it. Like you said, I think they're definitely watching and you can see, you know, when they fall off. I think a lot of those platforms have insights that you can actually see like a, a graph of when people fall off. And that might tell you, okay, things got a little less interesting around here. Um, but another good metric that I like to look at a lot is the shares, like the private DMs um, and the saves. So I know I use DMs all the time with my own friends. Um, you know, if, some, if a restaurant posted a dish that looked really good, I might not like and comment on it, but I might send it to my friend and be like, we should go here. And that is more valuable than someone just throwing a like on it. So- so that's, I, that's on Facebook? Good. That would be on, I mean, really it's on any platform. Mm -hmm. In my head, I'm thinking about Instagram with that. Okay, I think a gotcha. lot of people are using the private DMs on Instagram, gotcha. but also on TikTok too. Yeah. What about quantity? So there used to be rules. You used to see those proposals. Uh, we, we're going to post <laughs> for you three times per week, which is yeah. awful. Why don't you post when you have good content? <laughs> it could be 10 times yeah. a week. It could be 10 times a day. It could be once a month have good content. Mm -hmm. Is that still, is that the best way to go about it now? Or do we have to get into quantities because the algorithms want you to do more? I, I would assume <laughs> they want you to do good content, not yeah. more content, right? Yeah. I also think like, like we were saying earlier, just post as much as you want and it doesn't really matter. I mean, I don't think, don't annoy people, but um, people will fall out of the algorithm anyway. If you're posting too much, if you're posting 10 times a day, I probably wouldn't they do that and say maybe do that in the stories but as far as an actual number no i don't think that there's like a science behind if you post three times a week then you're gonna get 100 hours now i don't think that that exists um with a lot of like our clients for example we advertise what they do so we could really make one piece of content and it's amazing and we love it and that could run for months on end honestly and then you're constantly showing that content and you could exclude people who already watched the video so you're just constantly showing it to new people and um i think that mentality also changes things too that you don't have to make 20 videos on a single topic because who can think of how to do that <laughs> maybe ai maybe ai can think of how to do that but um it's a lot of work so i think one, you know, one golden piece of content that you're really happy with. And if you want to boost that and show, keep showing it to people, then that's a great strategy to do. We're going to talk about AI in a second. And before we do, mm -hmm. I want to talk about attribution. Mm -hmm. So the one of the things we hear a lot from, from, well, small business owners, I mean, this is what they're taught and led to believe is one of the great things about the digital world is attribution. We can figure out why people bought a product or service because we're going to follow yeah. them on their journey. Um, yeah. How do you guys handle the attribution? I don't know, call it, call it a battle. How do you handle the attribution <laughs> battle? Well, it's gotten more tricky, I think, in recent years too, um, just because I feel like maybe it was like two years ago now that um, Apple released the ios update which basically everyone was defaulted out of tracking and now you have to opt in and as we know most people don't necessarily want to opt into tracking 
Um, so it's, it's a little bit limited, uh, of course, with what we can track. So a lot of times when we report on our metrics, we're like, this is bare minimum. This is just what we can track. You got, you know, 10 purchases, whatever, from our ad, but it's probably a lot more because there's probably, there's a lot more people who consumed our content, who shared it with friends, who we might not be able to keep tracking them along their journey of um, ending up and buying something. And even with people who you can track, a lot of times there's a very limited window. I think it's a one day within viewing a piece of content or seven days within clicking on it. So some businesses have a much longer purchase cycle and it might take them a couple weeks, a couple months if it's a larger purchase to end up actually going through and converting. So those people, of course, aren't checkable either. So it's kind of a, it is a battle just to say like, the exact number of what we can track something to but i think as long as you recognize this is the minimum and it's probably even more and i think all of our things working together is really the marketing mix of what's causing success true i can argue that well there is no absolute attribution right it's impossible and we're yeah. going to talk about ai in a little bit and maybe someday there will be but even if you have the greatest Facebook campaign in history, hmm. how do you know that what this person was told when he or she was shopping at Wegmans and, and somebody said, oh, I, I experienced this with this particular company? You don't. Right. right. You don't. It could have been exactly. negative. It could have been a negative impression. It could have been a positive impression. And then they mm -hmm. could have consumed that Facebook ad. I don't know. How mm -hmm. do it's impossible to know. You don't know how someone hurt, even if the only thing you're doing is social media, still no absolute attribution. You have no mm -hmm. idea because you can't, you can't get in their brains. You don't know what they're right. doing outside of social media. You don't know who they're talking to, the experiences they're having. Yeah. yeah. Like you Absolutely. said, you share a DM. It might not be a DM. It might be your cousin called to tell you what a great experience they had at this restaurant. And I want to go there next week. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Right? And I think it all works together of like, Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that or things like that. But exactly like you, you don't always know the first impression of where someone came from. Um, and it's impossible to track <laughs> for people's personal lives. Well, yeah. even, la even last touch attribution, I have a problem with. Well, that might be the last touch point through some kind of marketing initiative, a direct, right. you know, some kind of Facebook ad. Mm -hmm. Still doesn't mean that's the last touch point because mm -hmm. we don't have, we don't have the, you know, we're not in people's brains. Yeah. We're not in their lives that much yet. A lot. Mm -hmm. We're in a lot more than we used mm -hmm. to be. So we do actually know more. I'm not saying don't try to look at the metrics, but the metrics yeah. don't have all the answers. Right. I feel like sometimes like if you have last touch attribution, then like you might want to turn off the ones that you think aren't performing as well and just go with that one. But maybe that ad was just a final reminder, but your first ad could have been what caught attention in the first place and got them thinking about it. So I think it's, it's tough to say, you know, just look at these metrics and boom, there's your answer. It's a lot of different variables working together. Do you have, do you run into uh, clients that 
don't like that answer? Do they want <laughs> absolute? Well, I'm, I'm giving. I yeah. want. I want the ROI on this. I mean, it, it's a, it's right. a, it's a very fair question. As business owners, you want to know. Okay, I'm spending X amount. What am I mm -hmm. getting in return? Well, how do you prove mm -hmm. what you're getting in return? I, I say you can't. Right. There's no way. So what? What's mm -hmm. your answer? What? What should? What should? Yeah. What should they be looking for? Yeah. I mean, we generally will look at like your return on ad spend. Um, and like I said, usually we say this is a minimum and it's typically even higher because there's a lot of people who cannot be tracked. There's a lot of people who just had conversations with others who might've DM something and bought something on another device. There is no absolute answer. Um, and I think most people understand that to an extent. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tricky. We have some, we have a client that wants the five times return on ad spend at all times, or they want us to turn it off. So, you know, we keep an eye on it and make sure that it's coming in close, but it's tough to say like, all right, this is a flop because X, Y, Z, because it could be causing something else somewhere else. So, they want five yeah. times ad spend in how much uh, time, how much time does it take to get the five times ad spend? Well, they, they want to grow five times <laughs> what they spend. So, right. okay. So in the stock market, what's the, uh, it would take, uh, you can double in seven to 10 years. Okay. So five, so do the math on that. So <laughs> if you invest in the S and P you're doubling in seven to 10 years. So if this guy wants five times, well, then, mm -hmm. then he should forget everything in any kind of stock market, real <laughs> estate, and put all his money into social media ads. And he's going to be a billionaire. Then we're good to go. That's yeah. great. Good for him. Congratulations. So yeah. when he says, doesn't always happen. Yeah. <laughs> when he says he wants five times, like how much time mm -hmm. do you get to, to deliver on five times? Um, usually you'd give at least like a week of a learning phase, but that's like an e-commerce company. So he, so. he wants, he wants, he spends a hundred dollars and he wants 500 bucks in one week, two weeks. That would be like, things are great. Like we're happy. We're successful. Yeah, but honestly, if it's at least two times, like we'll keep it on. But yeah, five times is the goal. Well, I'm I'm taking I'm I'm <laughs> I'm getting rid of all my retirement funds. It's over. I mean, they're it's going to all blow up here soon anyway with everything that's going on. So yeah, I'm as well, I've been looking for some kind of diversification. I'll just put it all <laughs> into social media. I want to know what this guy's doing mm -hmm. to get five times. Why would you do anything else? <laughs> I know. I know it's it. I will say we've had some clients that do get crazy are like return on ad spend. And I don't even know if they fully comprehend how amazing it is, mm -hmm. but um, we've had some that aren't e-commerce and they're just, you know, a brick and mortar store. Yeah. And what you can actually do is even upload like your customer list from, you know, your POS and say, okay, from this list, how many people saw my Facebook ad? So there's other ways, you know, they That's call it cool. offline conversion. Yeah, that's cool. So that's really cool. We have one that um, I think it's it got near like a forty times uh, ROAS, which is insane. I mean, it's it's very expensive products, and it's like a furniture store, so um, it kind of makes sense that like it it ends up being thousands and thousands of dollars in return. But it's cool. Yeah, there's definitely different ways to track all of that, and uh, sometimes I feel like we're not even thinking how amazing that is that you put one dollar in, really and is. you get five dollars back. Yeah, I've seen your work and it, it can happen. You guys, uh, you guys do great work.
you do great work, Thanks. but to expect five times, um, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy for Cocoa Puffs. But all right, let's talk about AI. <laughs> how is that going to change social media? Or oh, how AI. is it changing? <laughs> Not how is it going to? Yeah. I, here, here's what I read. Oh, it's over. All you social media marketers, <laughs> your your careers are done. We don't need it. We're going to have AI just take over for us. God. Well, no, <laughs> it needs to be a tool in our toolbox, basically. And I think that's the way that I like to view it. And it's it's a very helpful tool for me. But as we talked about in the beginning, social media still needs to be very human and very authentic. And I think if you're using AI to just generate images and gener generate your captions and you're not even looking it over, then that's that's not good because people are going to recognize, oh, was this a robot who wrote this? And your engagement will go down the drain. So you don't want to do that. But I do think it's really, really good for helping brainstorm ideas. Um, you know, if you can kind of identify what are my focuses that I want my social media to be on, maybe there's three pillars of things. So you're like, okay, I can talk about this, this, and this. Can you help me come up with some ideas for content to make? And then you are still making the content. So I think you still need someone to execute, um, an actual human being to execute versus a robot doing that. But it's really good for if you're in a writer's block, if you're struggling to come up with ideas, it can definitely do a lot of quantity for you, which is awesome. So great advice. And I, I, I completely agree with everything you just said, because I, that is what I see. I'll see uh, marketers say, I put this prompt in and it gave me uh, what used to take me, which it is true. It will save you time because it yeah. gave me 10 posts. So yeah. now I have my next 10 posts done. It's like, no, right. no, no, no. It gave no. you 10 ideas, 10 yeah. concepts that you need to turn into and utilize in your brand voice, right? Be, yep. be you about it. Be, don't be, because what AI so far as of May 23, 2023, which will be different tomorrow. Um, mm -hmm. but so far, it just, I've seen mistakes, whether it's Bard yeah. and Google or ChatGPT, I've seen mistakes, yeah. but it also seems to be regurgitated content from, so everyone would have the same, it's not always identical content, it's the same theme. So it's right. like, it takes it from others. So you're going to be just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. instead of being mm -hmm. yourself it, mm -hmm. right because it's it's just yeah. generating here's the best here's what we found on average across the world or across the internet mm -hmm. whatever it does and here it yeah. is it's, it is amazing but here are your 10 yeah. ideas yeah and this is what everyone else <laughs> is doing but you don't want to be yeah. like everyone else you need to be like you because mm -hmm. me as a consumer I want to connect with you, not everyone else. I want to have a connection with you. So it would be take those concepts and ideas and humanize them in your way, in your yes. brand voice. And that's how you're going to connect. And that's how you will save time. And I do think it, it's very helpful to be as specific as possible or like you don't be afraid to write a whole paragraph to chat GPT about what you're looking for rather than just give me content ideas about ice cream because everyone's going to do the same thing then. 
Um, and you know, you can even copy and paste stuff that you've done on your own with your voice and it can try to mimic that voice a little bit more. Of course, it's only so good. You might still have to edit it, but, um, yeah, usually if it, if it has like 10 ideas, I'll, I'll gravitate towards one and then I'll like kind of take that one and be like, okay, how can we refine this even more and continue to develop this? So it's almost like my assistant that I'm just kind of like bouncing ideas with. And I'm still in charge, still my brain, but it just allows me to kind of bounce ideas with a robot sort of thing. <laughs> what are you using? Are you using, what are you, are you using BARD, ChatGPT? So I've been using ChatGPT a lot. Um, I will say I've just started experimenting with BARD because it does have access to the internet, um, which ChatGPT, obviously it's knowledge and resources is only until I think September 2021. So it doesn't always have like the ability to analyze things in real time. Um, so that's why I've been experimenting with BARD a little bit as well, because it can access the internet. But I do feel like, and this is just very early stages of experimenting with both. I do like ChatGPT better um, as far as like the answers it's giving me. And I feel like it's a little bit more accurate even i feel like bard is just still in experimental mode and like sometimes it'll be like it'll tell me one thing it'll be like then it'll contradict itself and like the next thing of uh you know whatever i'm prompting it to do so i feel like it's not perfect yet so i i like chat gpt better of course that's also still in experimental mode a little bit too but um yeah i've also used it for not even just generating ideas i think that's a big thing but even like technical questions so like if we have a Facebook lead form, let's say, and we want to like integrate that with a spreadsheet and I don't know how to do that. Let's say I do know how to do it, but just in, just for the sake of this, I can literally ask chat GPT, how could I go about doing this? Can you give me the steps? And it will tell you. So it's a really nice like IT tool as well um, for social media or if like you don't know how to do something even in editing a video. How can I do a transition like this? I might be able to tell you. So I think that's really cool. I'm um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I have one more cool thing that I've done with uh, ChatGPT and or Bard. You could do it probably with either is analyzing a website's reviews. This is kind of crazy, but basically I was able to plug in a URL for one of our e-commerce clients. And I said, analyze this product listing and all of the reviews and can you summarize what people love about this product rather than me sifting through all of the reviews and it gave me a nice bulleted list <laughs> of what everybody loves and then I go great I'm going to use this because a ton of reviews talk about this and use that as the hook in my social media app and I think that was one of the most successful content that we ended up creating just because it was able to analyze that so quickly. And I was able to use that information to build content. That's great advice. So walk me through that. So yeah, you take the URL, well, well, um, you, you specifically prompted it. Hey, this, this place of business with you gave the URL. This was ChatGPT, yep. or was this? Uh, no, it was, pro it was I probably. I did use ChatGPT for it this, was, which is old. surprising because yeah, that's old information. But right, but it worked. <laughs> right. So you said, please analyze all the all their reviews, or did you give them yes. a link to their reviews? So I had a. It was a product listing. We wanted to create an ad for a specific product on their site. That's it's their bestseller. So we're like, okay, we want to use 
this product because we know people love it and we want to advertise it to a lot of other people on social media. And so I had the product listing on the site and, you know, the client writes the website or wrote the website a long time ago. And I want, as I said, I want you to analyze everything that's on the product listing. And there were reviews underneath the product listing, just like on the website. And I said, and analyze all of the information within the reviews and tell me what people love about this product the most. And it kind of gave me a top five list of great quality, great customer service, you know, whatever they happen to be. Um, and we were able to use that to create a script for a video that we then um, highlighted each of those things that people love about the product. Yeah, it's brilliant. That's great. So then you could say, uh, what is it called now? Google business profiles, not Google my profiles, whatever. Google, Google my business. Google. I don't think it's called Google my business anymore. Isn't it Google oh. business profile? But anyway, you could yeah. say, hey, here are the 450 reviews. Yeah. It, it, please analyze. And what are the top yeah. five? Oh, that's a great idea. Boy, that would save you <laughs> a lot of time. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So here's Ashley's suggestion, which is great. If you <laughs> own a small business and you, because we always talk about um, your, what you learn as you um, learning about um, your own brand is ongoing. It, your research mm -hmm. is ongoing. And a big piece of mm -hmm. research is when somebody has a good experience and tells you about mm -hmm. it. It's great if they uh, put it out there publicly using some social media and they say, I did it. I loved it there and others hear about it. But my point is internally, that is great research you may not have realized, wow, I didn't know we did that that well. And you could turn mm -hmm. that into a piece of content. We've talked about that for years. But now, because of AI and your suggestion, you could have AI take all of your reviews and yeah. and tell you the what are the character what are the highlights? What are the consistent highlights? Could also tell you any kind of um, consistent negative what you do negatively mm -hmm. that could help not that you want to promote that you want to right. that, you know, yeah. so that is, that's a great idea. It's you're always learning more about your brand. And if AI can take all of your reviews and condense mm -hmm. it into, you know, to tell you exactly what you're doing so well, you could take that information and tell your story in a better way. Say those are, yep. this was this particular thing that we do, we do really well. I mean, over a hundred people said we do it well. Well then yeah. create content around that specific exactly. thing that you do well. It's and I think it was an ongoing chain of just me starting with the URL and say, okay, analyze this in the product listing. And it came up with a list. And then literally my next response was, okay, great. Now I'd like to make use this information to create a 30 second social media video. Can you help me come up with a script? And then it did that for me. And of course I, I had to kind of refine it from there to make it our voice and a little bit more personal, but the bones were solid. It was really good um, using kind of that format. So I definitely would recommend doing something like that. Cool, man. Are, are you and Jamie are, are the young marketers in the world. Um, <laughs> the, so as you get older, you trust people less and less. I think um, <laughs> this AI is making me nervous. Did you see um, the people thought, was it the Pentagon yesterday was on fire or something like that? And it was 
it was AI generated photograph or was it a video? I don't know, but even the stock oh. market reacted to it. So do, um, I, I think we're very close to a point now where I really don't know what's yeah. real and what's not. And that that's somewhat concerning, especially for you know my kids as they get into the real right. world here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the answer to that. That's definitely a big uh, worry for all of that too. I know like, I think they say like, if you have a blog that's generated by ChatGPT, like you're supposed to say this blog was generated by ChatGPT, like something to kind of be like, hey, by the way, this, um, you know, was artificially intelligence created. Um, I know we've actually used images too. That's been another use case. I've only had one use case for it so far, but we have a client that sells um, planter boxes and we have a lot of pictures of empty boxes. And when we've used them on social media before, you know, people either they don't know what it is right away or they're like, is that a coffin? Like we get a lot of like silly comments like that. We're like, all right, I guess we'll never use these pictures of empty boxes again. And Canva actually has something called Magic Edit, and you can pretty much just brush right over the part of the picture that you want to edit something. So even if you're not good at Photoshop, like super easy to do this, and you can type in. So we typed in, you know, colorful flowers and plants and whatever very specifically, and it was able to generate a picture that looked very real. <laughs> um, but that was it was a good tool for us because then we were able to use those pictures again um, in our social media ads. So. It is wild what it's able to do. <laughs> All right, Jamie. Anything else? Do you have any other questions? We we covered we covered a lot. Uh, I think uh, I think it's about what Ashley said: utilizing AI as a tool and not necessarily as the end all be all for yeah. creating content. You know, sharing your story, whatever it may be. Most important thing is to be human at the end of the day because that's what's going to make people stand out especially with everybody jumping on this new technology so uh for for a business owner listening right now utilize these tools we don't know how long they're going to be for free uh either that's something to keep in mind as well right now this is all mm -hmm. kind of research stage there's going to be inaccuracies um but at the very least it's it's good to be aware of these things so that you don't wake up one day and go where where did all of this come from so <laughs> For sure. Constantly be aware. Yeah. And I think looking at it, like you said, like as it's a tool in your toolbox, it's not going to take your job, um, at least in our industry, but, you know, because we still need to be human at the end of the day. So, but using it to make your life easier and let you kind of get creative and have more time for other things. All right. Ashley Flanagan from Social Yeah. Thanks for uh, educating us. Well, Thank you. Thanks for having me.